0: We are all worthy, strong, and committed, and we are ready to go beyond our own limitations. Welcome back, my friends and loved ones to the Rebel Minded Podcast. I'm your host, Zach, with my co-host, Thor, of course, and I'm here as a friend, a creator, a powerlifter, and a provocateur. And we are here to learn to question the one thing that keeps us from our best, ourselves. Join me as we dive deep to question and strengthen our communication and our vulnerability create a healthier mind to commit to our goals, and how to give more to our lovers and the world. We're going to face the uncomfortable truths of what it means to be authentically and uniquely flawed, but awesome humans. So, let's get rebel-minded. Also, I'll bring in stories of all things powerlifting, Thor shenanigans, and probably some embarrassing mishaps. Let's do this. Happy Sunday, everybody! Ugh, I am going to try to keep myself somewhat level-headed today. Uh, I do apologize because this is going to be a Sunday episode instead of a Saturday one, and it's something that kind of took me a while to be okay with. Um, it, it's it's a mindset thing. It's knowing that consistency doesn't always mean hitting everything on the head uh consistency means repetitiveness right it it means the 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 ability to to do it over and over and the more we dial in our timing the better off we are but there's also this this kind of back of the mind mindset of attacking ourselves when we don't do it perfectly i think that society and, and culture has created this vision that um if we don't do it perfectly then we must be shit And I would like to attack that as much as I can. I think I'm a recovering, self-deprecating asshole. And I think a lot of us are. And uh, I know the episode's a little late, and I apologize for that. But I also am not going to apologize for that, (laughs) if that makes sense. For my own sake, for my own ability to be okay with myself and know that things got in the way and know that I had issues that you know mentally that that could have stood in my way and I'm okay with that and to do my best I have to accept myself I have to love myself I have to decide that I am the best person that I can be in the moment and that Today is for being better than yesterday and tomorrow is being is for being uh, better than today. And so I salute all of you that are trying, that are just being human, that are accepting your own flaw, that are also recovering things, you know, being better than you, whoever you used to be, being more, not only loving to yourself, but appreciative of how far you've gotten and the change that you've made because after so much time, we start to really see that progress if we take a moment to step down off our pedestal, whatever that pedestal is, and see ourselves, see our past selves, see our present selves, see our future selves, and just feel it, right? Right? Um, I'm a little amped up today. I drink these. I'm also, I'm recovering a lot of things. Uh, At the early age of like 20-ish to 23-ish, I was one of those guys that uh, drank probably two or three Monsters a day, the Monster Energy drink. And I got very, very good at... deleting those from my diet, my system, and I got to a point where the only thing that I would allow myself to drink is these Zions. Now I'm not saying they're the healthiest thing, I'm not a scientist, but there's these little tricks that we have that we can do for ourselves that will make a big difference. These things only exist in a few gas stations. around the valley and I know I'm not supposed to be buying things at gas stations I know believe me it comes from years and years of being in a trade where everything's fast-paced you pick up food at the gas stations like it is is a super bad habit and it is a shitty way to do your daily life honestly I, I I get it I know from the outside looking in it looks very horrible um but it's part of the reason that I am transitioning. It's part of the reason why I I do to you know I, I like to not be in this work anymore because it has a complete huge wraparound effect of you know on my diet and on my mental health and on my emotional health and on my spiritual health and there are two different types of minds that I have to battle every day and. I think it's important to recognize what we're getting away from. And that's what I'm doing. And so, since I'm probably the only person in the valley that drinks these things because they're starting to disappear, it makes it very hard for me to ever drink them. And I think that's progress. <laughs> so, I'm as Thor bakes in the sun we are going to attack this, this episode, and I kind of did a 2.0. I know we talked about anger a little bit in the past, and I want to elaborate on that a little bit more. And this episode is a little bit more off the cuff, but it's something that is repeating over and over in my own mind. And if it is also in yours, I hope that this is helping maybe you clear up that anger issue too. And it's not actually an issue. It's how we handle ourselves. It's how we process. It's how we slow down and approach situations. So, since I forgot my intro, I'm Zach, host of the Rebel Minded Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Um, Let's get started, okay? This is episode 55. Why anger is our alienated addict child. I've continued to give the same story for most of my life. And honestly, it does come from a bit of truth. It really does. I've told everyone that has ever told me to, quote unquote, not be upset, to calm down, to not be angry. I've told them all that they have no idea what my anger looks like. From this little 5'3 hamster stature, they have no idea. And I tell them that I've been angry probably two times in my life that actually count as anger for me. And they have no idea what it's like for me to express anger. And why is that? It's because I've always been so controlled. I've always been so tame. I've always been so unwilling to let my anger get the best of me. And I'm going to tell you why that's been unhealthy. I got angry once when my brother's 12-year-old friend refused to stop using my 2-year-old nephew's toys. That was probably the first day that I've ever swung a clenched fist at anyone, and it was that day that my brother confronted me, and I didn't back down. And the second time was when I was 28, and it was the first time I think I'd actually used my anger for some sort of healthy, positive action, regardless of me actually knowing that's what I was doing. It was blended with sadness and freedom and relief, and it was definitely unrecognizable anger. But I had used it, and I had powerfully used it. I had completed my first powerlifting program while wandering the darkness of a a lost relationship that I had attached my very purpose and existence to. My workouts were the only thing, the only thread that had kept me from legitimately hurting myself and blaming it on my loss. That day I had taken out my anger on steel and iron. And if you don't know what that means, that means with a bar and plates. I used my body to defy gravity, and I had lifted weights that I had never thought possible in my life at that point. It was overwhelming and it was unforgettable to this day, regardless of how far I progress. That day will stick with me for the rest of my life and it will always have importance. And there's a bunch of more instances of when I was could have possibly been, quote-unquote, angry. But these were more of, like, me being frustrated, tense, or, at the most, probably defensive. But never do I actually express anger. And so, it's time to let loose. It's time to rage! It's time to fight and battle and ransack and pillage and destroy! Okay, I'm just kidding. We don't... <laughs> I'm, I'm not savage. I'm, I'm, not, I'm really not that savage. Uh, but the idea makes us tense, does it not? When we actually sense true anger, it's amazing what it does to us physically and psychologically. Our body hardens and our pulse amplifies, our focus narrows, and our minds prepare and create defense. It's what we do. It's biologically what we do. And there's a very, very good reason for that. But there's also a part of this that comes from experience after experience of unhealthy anger, at least in a lot of impulsive and unprocessed situations. The truth, anger is real, but anger is healthy and anger is meant to be expressed. It's how we do it that matters. The problem with my story, it's years upon years upon years of suppression. I felt so much anger from my father and my stepfather. You know, anger put on me. Actions based off of anger put on me. It scared the shit out of me. It was always so intimidating and belittling and painful. So at some point, and I don't know when this was, I had vowed to not be like them. I vowed to avoid anger, to suppress my anger so that others did not have to feel all of those things that I did. And I thought I was doing a favor for everyone else. And maybe in some points I was. But I thought I was some sort of white knight. I thought that I was saving so many people that I was being a better human than my father's. And better than every other man with so-called anger issues. Except that I wasn't. And I'll tell you why. Right after we get back from a word from our sponsors. (laughs) Also kidding. I'm a little hyped up today. We don't have any sponsors yet. We're going to get them. But... When you think about every other emotion, you think about joy, sadness, fear, envy, disgust, love, surprise, shame, curiosity, desire, anxiety. What do you do when you hear any of these? Can you you feel those things? And next, do you instinctively categorize them? Do you put them into a place of positive or negative? One's to show and one's not to show. Do you feel shame or disgust for any and have wishes and hopes to only feel particular ones? Most of us do. It's it's kind of inherent, but that doesn't mean that it's right. A while ago, we had a talk about vulnerability. I'm sure you remember. Actually, I think it's come up a few times over, over my media so far. But vulnerability is where we are able to truly show all of what we feel, even the hard ones. That's why vulnerability is so hard with all of that categorized negative feeling, we're being asked to show them without a guard and without the trust of others not to destroy you when you do. And we have to do it in front of people without practice and we have no idea what they're going to think. All emotions, all of them are a part of us. They are built into us. They are part of our biology and psychology as the hyper complex beings that we are every one of them exists for a purpose now think of fight or flight think about all the emotion that is attached to those now think about love think about all the emotions that are attached to those now think about exile think about being put out of your circle being put out of your tribe what are all the emotions that are attached to that These are the types of purposes that I'm talking about. We're meant to feel. For whatever reasons, evolution gave us these emotions. They're meant to be there. We have to stop shaming them. But society has in some ways taught us to reject certain emotions. Unfair? Fuck yes. Why is it okay to reject certain emotions? Why is it okay to say that we're not supposed to feel these? Because we've been convinced not to feel them. And a lot of this goes towards men or we've been ashamed to, or to only do it in secrecy, or at home, or by ourselves, where no one else has to be uncomfortable. Know why everyone else is uncomfortable? When you, Whenever you show these emotions? Because they don't know how to deal with them either. They've probably been conditioned the same way that you have. Society has stolen that from us. But society is what? It's made up of people. Other people have convinced you, us, to be less than. Is that okay? Are you okay with that? Are you okay with the fact that other flawed, possibly wrong, deflective, selfish humans could possibly have been in control of what you feel, of what you believe about yourself? People no smarter than you. Just because an organization or community of people exist that make decisions and have ideas of what you should or should not be does not make it true. We fear to go against the grain, and I I understand why, I get why. For fear of being exiled from, I don't know, society, from our loved ones. We fear it because we are too doubting of ourselves to think that our simple but opposite way of thinking may be wrong. But enough is enough the key to our emotions not to reject them but understand them and process them work with them continuously over and over and over and watch them become clear watch your intelligence become clear watch your interactions become more processed and more clear and more successful and not use them to manipulate and change and intimidate or bring pain to others to use them to have others understand who you are, what your boundaries are, and how you see the world and being okay with that. It doesn't make you wrong, it doesn't make you evil, and it doesn't make you disrespectful. It makes you aware and strong enough to believe in yourself and what you feel and being loving of yourself because of it. So many times we speak on how we feel. But impulse and hurt cause us to be blindfolded to the center of our emotion, what it's really, really about. And most of the time, our emotion is covering up what is really bothering us, what really needs the attention. That's the point of the processing. That's the point of stopping and trying to understand what is being expressed and the actions that are following that expression. We can be angry for so many things. What was the last thing that you were angry about? seriously think about it think about it right now pause the podcast ask yourself what was the last thing that you were angry about was it anger towards another human was it anger towards yourself are you willing to sit in that and process that and ask the right questions and if no questions are coming up what are you avoiding our first reactions are rarely in the right place the noise of our anger is almost certainly drowning out something else And if we throw our anger, is it really doing what we want it to? So what is it that we truly want from it? We want to be heard. We want someone to understand us. We want someone to hear us. Actionable anger is so abrupt. It does one thing very well. It stops what's going on around us. Everything in our environment, other people become silent. There's almost a shock factor to it. And it gives us the opportunity to say what's bothering us, things we've been holding back, things that hurt us. But the words used don't always come out the way that we want them to. I recently had an interaction with my own nephew, one that I'm actually not very proud of. Let me paint this for you. My nephew is 18. He's six foot tall. He weighs over 250 pounds. He's done labor work ever since he could drive. It's very similar to my own teenage years. He also has a father that has done the same most of his life. And my nephew has a great heart, but he also has a fairly typical, obnoxious, carefree attitude that most of us boys use to look tough and free-spirited. And for what? To impress the ones around us, I guess? But it's still an act. Most of us boys are still trying to find ourselves, to understand ourselves, and know how to have an effect on the world, and to be ourselves. Now, I don't say all this to shame my nephew. Part of our growth always goes through these stages. It's part of creating a truly authentic whole person. I don't shame him, I was him. It's that process of kicking in what works for us and taking out what doesn't. But anyway, my nephew also has a dog that he found as a stray and I'm proud that he brought this dog in. I'm proud of him taking in a dog that needs love. And I noticed that his dog was pretty timid and I said something random, like, why does, he, why does he look beat? And my nephew responded with something like, discipline. It's how I get him to listen. Now, you can imagine what this could have set off in my own mind. And saying I blew up is probably accurate. Um, saying that I handled it wrong is probably accurate. I spat off some things about how discipline makes people and animals feel less than and timid and creates constant fear and how it had done the same thing in my own life for my own father, my own stepfather, and more about how dogs don't understand everything that we are as humans because they don't have the English language. They know our cues. They don't know what we want them to do all the time, blah, 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 blah. And I just went off. Now, even though I could have been quote-unquote right, it doesn't mean I used my anger as well as I could have. And these are the types of situations that all of us have to attack. We have to understand what these things mean. I pointed fingers, I shamed my nephew, I belittled him and the way that he was treating his dog. And of course, I created a lot of tension in front of my whole family. The crazy part though, is that as mad as I was about the actions he was taking to discipline his dog, the true nature of it was the fury that I had about him being too much like his father, who happened to be a lot like my father's. Because in my mind, his father was exactly the type of man that I looked to change the men that I've been looking to find and embrace and help learn some sort of multidimensional character to become more authentic, the very men who used aggression and intimidation for control, the ones who believe action is the only thing that gets things done, and the ones who think that being a man is all about superiority, being proud of blacked-out knights, fucking hot women, and winning fights. I have a very strong opinion about the men that take up this space. But that's exactly what it is. It's my opinion. My nephew was learning from his closest role model and being his father probably the best one within his environment that he can trust. And my own anger blew over all of that. And I didn't make it any easier for my nephew to see me as a role model. My own desire to belittle a group of men turned into a shaming of basically a boy, one who has so much potential, So did I handle that correctly? Hell no. And now I have apologies to make. My point being is that we can be so sure about who we are and what we think when emotion hits. But little do we realize that when we never use our emotions, or when we do it without understanding why they exist, we never learn how to appropriately tackle interactions and discussions with growth and understanding. This is where we stunt our ability to communicate and to become good to each other, and to help each other become resilient and grow, and become multidimensional. Our job is to have all of our emotions and to feel them without shame or insecurity, to discuss them and embrace them and learn from them. The more we keep them in the attic, like I've done most of my life, the more they become the starved monster that we start to fear more and more as time passes. I dare you to question your anger. I dare you to understand it as it arises, even if that means mid-discussion or mid-fight. Because when you're with another human, you open yourself up to true vulnerability, especially when you can stop yourself. To know that you could have been too impulsive, to think that you could be wrong, that you could be trying to hurt or manipulate someone rather than just have them see your point of view. Can you be in control enough to see outside of the intense space That pushes everyone away from you can you draw back your energy enough to bring people close enough to question you it's going to be tough but it's going to be life-changing now if you'll excuse me I have apologies to make I love you all make sure to love yourself today and accept everything that you know and everything that you feel so that includes your emotional self stay rebel-minded you super super awesome freaks i'm out here we are again at the end i'm starting to tear up a little bit and i just want you to know that i'm gonna miss you and i appreciate you and i love you and i hope that whatever you're after you keep fighting for it your experience is uniquely your own And so that means so are the challenges that you face. Stay strong, and don't let anyone diminish who you are or what you dream of being. As your friend and fellow flawed human, stay rebel-minded, my friends. Until next time.